we've been just trying to push them to write a Christmas list. And when they do, it's kind of like what you've said in the past. Like kids aren't the best at uh, planning. I want a camel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. let's so, yeah. record the intro now. Just so what is Milkless? Because I think we start with the name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Milkless. Hey, welcome. Hey. Hey, hey, Milkless. Call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt, Max, coming at you. What if that's it? <laughs> that's our first take. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about giving gifts. It's seasonal. How do you think about this? How do you think about getting gifts that will be meaningful without breaking the bank, without leaning in too hard on the materialism, but leaning in hard on the magic? There's not a right answer here, but Max and I are going to kind of talk about how we're thinking about this holiday season. Here we go. All right, Matt, today we are talking about gifts. We're coming into the holiday season, but this also applies to birthdays uh, and it's a year-round topic. Let's start with a little bit of just like a little bit of family origin. We'll get into the philosophy of gifts and then let's dive into gift ideas. Uh, we'll kind of go that way. Sounds good. Sounds good. This is like an evolving notion in my household because I grew up, my mom loves wrapping presents and she loves decorating the house. And so growing up, my parents would just go hard on the gifts. And I remember leading up to Christmas, like this, like just accumulation of shit under the tree that would just get bigger and bigger. And I remember how exciting that was and how fun Christmas morning was unwrapping all this stuff. And then Santa would bring stuff. And looking back, it was like, I bet they stretched sometimes to do that because it's not like there were unlimited resources in my house. And I have such great memories of Christmases as a kid and how like magical that felt and how amazing that was. And I think I associate those a little bit with that fucking mound of gifts under the tree. But as we've now had our second kid and my house has gotten just filled with shit and the economy has felt wonky and like I've felt more and more like, wow, this country tries to get you to buy a lot of things all the time. I've, we've started moving away from that a little bit, but I still feel this tug of wanting on Christmas morning, wanting my kid to come in and be like, holy shit, look at all my presents. So I don't know. I don't, I don't have like a concrete answer on this one. Yeah. I mean, listen, I feel the same way. Love Christmas, love the holidays and you know that mound of gifts. But I remember some strife growing up. Um, so a little bit of tension, especially as I got older between my parents about, um, my mom wanting to have way too many gifts and my dad being maybe a little more practical. And that was a, a source of strife. And I know that's a source of strife between my wife and, and myself. And Which one of y'all wants to go hard? I want to go hard. That makes sense. And my <laughs> wife, her main stressor, and I feel this too, she doesn't like having so much shit in the house, just like what you said. Dude. Like she likes core, strong gifts that really nail it for the kids. Yeah, yeah. But then when I, you know, to fill a big tree, you know, you want to have a lot of things. And so maybe you get the $7.99 tchotchke on Amazon. Yeah, just to fill out the roster. What I've tried to help my, my partner with is like, okay, what if we get rid of stuff? And I think that's something we need to do and we don't. And that's on me. So maybe, you know, something I can do better is usually I'm just kind of like, basically calling her a Grinch or something, I should just be like, yo, what if we do a little quid pro quo? We together will get rid of 
equal weight. We need to have like one of those. Uh, you need a bouncer. The club is full. Yeah. It's one in, one out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're one in, one out at this point. Because at the end of the day, like that's the main point of stress for, for my wife. Well, and it's just like it, clutter just is not good for your well-being, I think. I just look at this stuff that doesn't get played with. And I'm like, what are we doing? That's not worth the wow factor of one morning of the year. My wife will say like, who are you buying this for? Are you getting this for them or is this for you? Mm. Like, for example, I installed a rock wall in our little playroom. The day I was installing it, they were like spider monkeys. It's been there for three months. There's been one other day that a foot has touched a hold. Yeah. And so, look, sometimes you think something's going to be cool. If you told me I'm getting the kids a rock wall, I would be like, great, that's more experiential and that's active and they'll be climbing and it's proprioceptive play, whatever. I, I think that's the word for it. And then sometimes you just miss yeah. and you get him a gift that you think is to be awesome and it's not. Reminds me of the time I feel so bad for my mom. I was 16 and I had this like old dilapidated queen bed that I think had been like left in the house or she got it at a thrift shop. Shit mattress. I think oh, it was my birthday and she's like, okay, your big present. And I'm like so excited because my mom always overdoes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, where is it? Where is it? We run upstairs. She's like, here it is. And she kind of like, lays on my bed. So I lay on my bed and we're kind of like facing each other. And she's like, here it is. And, and like, I'm like, oh, oh, is this it? And I, is it under the covers? And so I reach under the covers. I'm like reaching for it. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Is it under the covers? And she's like, no, this is it. And I'm like, what, 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 what? I don't see it. I don't see it. She's like, we're on it. She got me a new mattress, which is- It's a great gift. Very expensive. Yeah. That's an expensive gift. And that's a great gift. Yeah. But I was 16 and I was just like, oh, <laughs> Small. <laughs> Probably hadn't cried in two years. <laughs> and I started like tearing up, just trying my hardest to be like, thank you so much. Oh, thank man. you so much. There is something, there's a weird thing that has, and this is true of my daughter too, that has always like really broken my heart about when somebody who knows somebody else really well and loves them very much gets a gift that misses. I still remember when we were young, my brother and I would always like just play shoot 'em up because I don't know, we were boys. And we always dreamed of having a laser tag set, mm -hmm. but they were always like, it was, that was just some of the Dave and Busters. Mm -hmm. And then I found one at Toys R Us, the one crazy expensive. And I got it for him. And I was like, this is going to be basically the best gift I've ever gotten my brother. And he had just, just gotten too old for it. And I wasn't yet. Uh. And I just talking about that now, I feel very sad. So what was the moment like when you gave it to him and he was like, oh, cool. Or was he like, thanks. No, or he did a good job. Like he was really gracious about it. But then it just like didn't pan out. It was like a slow burn sadness. You were like a dog going up to his depressed owner, like rubbing the ball with your nose. Like, come yeah. on. He's like, <laughs> yeah. throws it like with his yeah. left hand. Yeah, that was tragic. But yeah, it was funny. We were kind of doing some culling of items in our house the other day. And I was trying to get my daughter to like, which of these stuffed animals do you really want? And she was funny. She was like, I don't really play with this one, but this person gave me this gift when I was this old and I just can't get rid of it. That was a present to me from this person that I care about. And I thought that was cool. It's like you do... I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really an adult sentimentality or something. That's really cool. Another thing is like if they kind of start to anthropomorphize them a little bit, like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I can't get rid of this one. Especially because when we get rid of stuffed animals, we always uh, cut their heads off. <laughs> Your face, man. <laughs> you had me for like half a second. Oh, half a second. You were like, yeah. I can't. 
I can't be with this guy anymore. This is not good. Oh, you don't um, play with Kitty anymore? <laughs> Snip. Uh, no, but uh, but I think I think a way we we try to get rid of stuff is like if they don't want to part with it, we try to say like, look, but we can give it to to somebody else who doesn't have you know a lovey or a stuffed animal, mm-hmm. and then that can then they're going to a good home. Yeah, yeah, that's like you a, know something yeah, like that yeah. is a good way to get rid of stuff. Yeah, I do have a little bit of that. Like I do ascribe real sentimental value to objects, and so I have trouble getting rid of things. My daughter's the same way. My parents are the same way. I was going through trying to clean out the house and I was like, baby, can we get rid of this stick? And she's like, no, do you remember that time we went hiking and the whole time we played pretend and there were T-Rexes chasing us and there was a magical tree and there was a key that unlocked the magical tree. That's the key. That was one of the best days of my life. That was like three years ago. She was three. And I was like, holy shit. Like let's bronze this stick and put it up on your wall. But so we just have random sticks around our house that are from, you know, yeah. like, what do you do? That's interesting because it, it becomes like a mental touchstone for her to, to keep that memory alive because it probably is, isn't video of that day. No, no, no. So, yeah. And you worry if you lose the item, you will lose the memory. Yeah. Yeah. Because she probably re-accesses it every day or so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, I think we're talking a lot about the overdoing of gifts and capitalism and grinchiness and whatever, but like at its heart- the act of giving somebody a really thoughtful gift is wonderful. And it's kind of a way of saying like, I know you, I know you and I have thought about what's important to you. And I want to give you something that I think will be important to you. But I do think sometimes it's like, who am I getting this for? And I even found that like when my daughter was really young and uh, our, the production company was like first starting to really do well, I was just buying her gifts more we would just randomly go to the toy store and get a little toy animal or whatever. And I think some of that was me flexing. And that's fucking weird. There's flexing, but then there's also just like, you want to be with your kids more. You want to express your love. I've had this feeling where it's like, uh, you know, when I was working way more and I didn't see the kids a bunch for, for let's say a nine month period. Mm-hmm. I remember just like, well, of course, every time you go on a business trip, I come back with like, two or three toys and like a candy. And then it's like, yeah, you try to kind of shower them with like something to make them forget that you weren't there for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I've started to think about like how hollow that is in some ways, because it's like, Hey, I got you this thing at the airport for three times what it should cost. Yeah. I love you. Maybe if I'd like stayed up late in my hotel room, like drawing or something. Who's got time for that? Well, yeah, you're on a fucking work trip, right? But it, but there is something hollow about the the gesture of like really all it is is like I spent money on you. In its defense, I remember saying when they were like crying as I'm leaving, like for the business trip to go to Amsterdam when we were selling the company, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you a little Miffy toy. Remember, that's where Miffy lives. There's just like this kind of Mickey Mouse type bunny that it's like their Mickey Mouse. So I would bring it back every time." And then while I was gone, my wife would tell them like, oh, remember daddy's going to bring this back. It became an anchor point for them. That's a more thoughtful gift. Yeah. But still, it's like it, it is patching. It felt good. Like, oh, I'm coming back to see the kids. I'm buying them. I'm spending money on them. Mm-hmm. It's a way to kind of make yourself feel good, which goes back to the point my wife's brought up of like, who is this actually for? Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird. I had this odd experience, man. I was so we were in my folks' house over Thanksgiving and they pulled out a bin of toys for my kids to play with. And there were my brothers and my old toys. And I was like remembering these toys. They were like fighter jets and cars and all kinds of stuff. And I pulled out this limo 
and I suddenly had this like real like sense memory, like a real memory yeah. of this fascination and obsession we had with limos and being able to ride in a limo. And we grew up like we, we were very fortunate and plenty well off, but I went to like swanky ass schools. So I was around a bunch of people who had a lot more money than I did growing up. Mm-hmm. And I just had this moment of realizing like, man, I was really raised in this culture in which the stuff you have is, is so tied to the worth of you and to the worth of an experience. I think I'm just starting to appreciate how much that is like the air we breathe. And then like for years I've been like, nah, fucking Christmas gifts. That's about like gift giving and love and like about the magic of it. But there's something else in there too that is just about buying shit. Yeah. And I'm trying to like now parse that at this point in my life, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a fucking communist. Like, I, you know, I go to work and I like to make money and support my family and everything. Fucking commie over here. I know. But like we are, we are capitalism on steroids. This country is. It just is. No, 100%. And for example, I remember as a kid always wanting a certain thing. Like one year I really wanted cross-country skis. So they got me cross-country skis that played against sports. And like that was a big thing, you know. Like we always grew up with like one big gift. So like I'm always thinking about that and I I do feel a little bit of pressure like, ah, I got to think of the thing. I do like the idea and maybe this is me like falling back into my old like ways of the magic equals the size of the gift pile. But I do always think about like one gift where they're like, wow, the immediate like walk in and like, oh, dude. And this year I actually think what that's going to be for her from me at least, because usually the way we do it is like my wife will get each of our kids a couple of gifts and I'll get each of our kids a couple of gifts. I mean, sometimes we'll collab on one or two, but I also like ones that are specifically from us. It just kind of feels nice. And then some come from Santa. But this year, I think it's going to be like this butterfly growing, like you can get caterpillars and you can grow them. And it costs like $22. It's just when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's almost as big as I am. And so I do think of having one gift that like, Hits that. You got that big factor. And then also I try to think about the actual holiday break. I want something that's going to take up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You, you know that feeling. Remember during a Christmas break, you kind of bounce around from present to present. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to play with, I'm going to read my book now. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I'm going to, now I'm going to play Risk. Who wants to play Risk? I mean, a little waffle maker. It's like, let's make a little mini waffles. Speaking of which, another little gift idea. We're going to just intersperse them, I guess. $17 on Amazon. This little baby mini waffle maker. You can just use regular pancake mix. And they can actually do it and help make it. Yeah. And then yeah, it's like yeah. their waffle maker. Yeah. And then you can do it for breakfast like that morning. Yeah. And then that's a fun experience. It takes up a couple hours. I got to say, a lot of the gifts that you've articulated, like getting for your kids, even the rock wall, which sounds like it wasn't the hit that you hoped it would be. I do think they're all pointing toward something that is kind of the way I think about it, which is like, what is a gift that will allow them to do something that they maybe couldn't otherwise do, that's a neat thing for them to be doing. Whether it's cooking with their parents or caring for a caterpillar until it's a butterfly, like we, it is central to our family that our kids grow up with a love of nature and a feeling of responsibility toward it. Mm-hmm. So like there is a little bit of like gifts that point them toward things that you really think are valuable. Yeah. Um, how do you think about... Um, I just realized, I think I'm probably shouting again. Uh, how do you, <laughs> here's the thing. I want to say this because maybe you've noticed this. Max and I can't hear ourselves. 
We don't have monitors in our ears. We're not technologically advanced enough to hear ourselves talking. And whenever I listen to an episode back, I realize that for the entire episode, I'm fucking shouting. I have trouble <laughs> regulating the volume of my voice. <laughs> Hush, baby. Don't cry. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, so apologies for all the shouting. Um, how do you think about balancing their Christmas list, the gifts they ask versus the gifts you want to give them? Well, so we've been just trying to push them to write a Christmas list. Um, they don't usually do one. And when they do, it's kind of like what you've said in the past. Like kids aren't the best at uh, planning. I want a camel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it'll just be like, it'll just be like whatever show they just watched. And it's like, I want a Paw Patrol hat. Yeah. And it's like, okay. It's recency bias, kid. Yeah. Yeah. The grandparents are like. What do you like, Paw Patrol? Oh, man. So my six-year-old made a Christmas list this year, and it's pretty good. She's got, like, training wheels on there, like some things mm-hmm. that, like, we're actually going to get her. But one of the things she likes, she likes to wear cat ears. She also frequently will go full on, which involves a tail. And she has, like, a cheetah tail and a couple of different tails. One of her favorite animals is the African wild dog. Mm-hmm. And so she asked for an African wild dog tail, which I, I'm not sure that this exists. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Fair enough. She wrote it on her list. And uh, she comes to me yesterday and she's like, dad, I'm worried that Santa will just see African wild dog tail and will actually like cut the tail off an African wild dog and give me a bloody tail for Christmas. (laughs) I was like, baby, I think he'll know what you mean. But she was really worried that her list wasn't uh, specific enough and she was going to get a bloody stump of an endangered species. And that's when you taught her about parenthetical notation. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so in- until they get older, I mean, our oldest kid is uh, eight. So I relate to Santa that basically I think through what, they, what they're going to need mm. and what they're going to want. They're into music right now, chess. I try to think through yeah. the next few months, the next few years, like what are the things that I can get them now or that Santa can get them so that it's, you don't need to buy them a gift in February because yeah. like, oh, they're so into chess. We don't have a chessboard. They're playing on a travel set. And Christmas is also a cool opportunity to get them something that feels a little bit special, not just go get the chess set that can also be the checkers board. Like you could find a chess set that's cool where the pieces look neat and it looks kind of magical. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's the thing is throughout the year, let's say that they joined chess club. Well, sure. We'd upgrade our little travel set that's like six inch by six inch to a real set, but then we wouldn't spend more than $20 on it. Yeah. But to your point, this is a good opportunity to get something special for them. Um, Like for example, our three and a half year old, I've been playing with her a lot in the last like couple of weeks and all we're playing is restaurant. We play a lot of restaurant at our house. Yeah. It's like she has one tea cup, one tea kettle and one saucer. And so we just pretend. Uh Uh-huh. I started looking at Easy Bake Oven. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. And it's like, that's a big gift. And I, you, I would just never get something. I don't even know how expensive they are, but like, I don't think that that's something you'd get throughout the year. That's a birthday or a Christmas sort of thing. Yeah. Agreed. It's kind of a quote, big gift. And it's a big enough gift that that could be like her wow one for the year. You know, we got, um, this was my wife's idea people call it like a mud kitchen. It's made of wood. It lives outside. It's got like pots and pans and a tub you can fill with water. It lives on our, like our screen and porch. And it was a big, it was maybe the biggest item of that year. Mm-hmm. I was up till like fucking two in the morning on Christmas Eve building that thing. Yeah. But, uh, 
she maybe has played with that more than any other item that she owns ever. And when she grows up, she told me the other day, she's like, when I grow up, I want to be a chef. And I think that's in big part because of that, that little like wood outdoor kitchen. Yeah. This stuff is the good stuff, you know? Yeah. But, uh, if there's things that she's asking for on her list that we can do and are reasonable and aren't like, I, I like having her make a list and then trying to fill that. Then you send Santa a text message. Well, Santa is just so magical that like he just knows. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a text relationship with Santa. I think there's too many questions that follow that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that probably what we'll do this year is like a couple of gifts from each of us, a gift or two from Santa, a stocking full of just fun little trinkets and things she can eat that taste good. And then I like your point of like, yeah, over, especially like while grandparents are in town, what can they really go play with? Like last year, my folks got her a zip line, which again, it just wasn't crazy expensive or anything. My dad's strung it up between trees. And like, that's what we did for like that afternoon. It's great. I also like small things that take a long time to play with Mm -hmm. like books or puzzles and they just take so many hours and they don't take up a lot of space in your house. It is funny how that becomes a factor. There's some like matrix of amount of space it takes up in your home, cost, number of hours of playtime, and like value of the experience while they're playing with it. Yeah. And if you add all those together, like that's the right gift. 100%. I think at the bottom of that list is a very large stuffed animal. That's the worst. <laughs> so fucking tired of very large stuffed Oh my God. Just any stuffed animals. What's so tough is like, that's the only thing they want. I love them so much. I have a little uh, gift idea that I'm also thinking about for the kids who are maybe six and eight. Because you know how back in the day, did you have like a little bank account? Uh, starting when I was like a teenager. Oh, so like I had one when I was like five. Oh, yeah. It, it had a balance of like $18 or whatever. I'd get a statement in the mail. I'd get like one cent of interest every month or something. That's what you get in interest now if you have $180,000 in the bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so like I've been looking into what the modern equivalent is. There's something called a, the green light credit card. It's a little expensive. I think it's like $5 a month. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure you want to drop that type of coin on it. But it's apparently really, really cool where they can deposit money into it. I think you can do it maybe either via Venmo or something like that. They can invest in three or four different mutual funds or stocks. Uh, like th- that's it. Uh-huh. You know, watch that, how that goes. It comes with a little debit card that's linked to your name. Might be a little young for it, but I think our eight-year-old is, he already has done the lemonade stand at like a very high trafficked mm-hmm. like workout zone. They made like 50 bucks or something. Nice. So I don't know. That, that's something we're going to look into. Yeah. But you know, as you're talking about that, I was thinking it'd be interesting to do a whole episode on dealing with money with kids and talking about money with kids. Because there's a real part of me that wants to wait and doesn't want them to feel like money's as important as it's made out to be. But then there's another part of me that's like, yeah, money's not important if you have it. And if you don't, life's real hard. That's a truth about the world. Uh, anyways, that's maybe for a later date. We could probably do a whole episode on that. That would be interesting. What about gifts for your for your partner? Are you good at that? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, I've done well before. I don't do well every time, I don't think. My wife's kind of hard to shop for. I mean, I I probably am too. I think a lot of adults are pretty hard to shop for. This year, we kind of just decided we're going to try to give each other experiential stuff more. Oh, and you know what's funny? I went, like yesterday, I found this stand-up comedian that we both really like coming to town and I was like all the way to like purchase tickets and I was like I should look at the calendar and I look at the calendar and on there there's just a thing that just says adult time and so I texted my wife I was like what is adult time and she's like 
I can't tell you. And I was like, fuck, she already got me tickets. That's like she beat me to it. So now I got to find something else. You guys are too cute. Oh, man. It's like like the gift of the Magi. (laughs) Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, we're going going more experiences this year. I just don't like, I don't know, man. I got got clothes that are fine. I got like, what do I? Yeah. I'm I'm similar. What we did this year is, it's a little little sad, but. We, we were just both sitting next to each other on like Cyber Monday looking at the deals for the kids. And then we're like, I have one thing I want this year. I'm like, I'm just going to buy it. Do you want it? <laughs> She's like, I'll buy my stuff. Cool. And then because every other year it's like I get a Christmas list and I'm like, ah, oh, what size is you eight or eight and a half on the boots? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. There's brown and there's black. <laughs> Do you want the black or the brown? Yeah. And you're eight and eight, eight and a half, right? Yeah. So big surprise. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. now getting you the eight and a half black. And it's like it takes all the magic out of it. Yeah. On that one. But you know, then there's other stuff you can do that maybe isn't on a list that yeah. is nice to do. Um that probably the best I ever did, I like figured out this hallway and like measured it. And then I got all the frames to make like a gallery wall. And then I printed out pictures from our life and I put them in there and she got to unwrap all the things one at a time. And the thing that really made that gift work, one, it was pictures of our family. It's kind of a gimme, but two, I had worked at it. I, like I had spent time and I have never hit that. Uh, that was, that is, that was the high watermark of my gift giving life. How many years ago was that? I don't know. Three or four. Um, okay, good. If it was last year, it made me feel quite, quite poor. Uh, <laughs> That's great. But when there's a gift that you've worked at, if it's more than just clicking by, that's a win. Do you then let her know you're doing something kind of good? So they're like, for example, my wife and I, again, not to say we don't have the magic because we have a magical relationship in all facets. I absolutely Except love my <laughs> No, because we're, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't do materialistic stuff. Like on on Valentine's Day this year, we're like, You you getting a card? And she's like, Mm, are you? And I was like, uh, we're like, okay, no card. But then I went and got her flowers because I just felt like that was I had to do something. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, just FYI, like I am gonna get flowers. Yeah. Because you don't want to like overdo it where it's like she got you a chocolate bar mm. and you did the gallery wall and she's like, oh, look at me, my thumb up my ass. Yeah, but sometimes don't you want a couple of chits? <laughs> Don't you want to go? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Maybe. We do that a lot. Like on, yeah, on an anniversary of Valentine's Day, just, you know, how hard are you going? And yeah, we don't go that hard. Yeah. And probably since my daughter was three, she has given, we have worked together to find a gift for her to give my wife. Mm-hmm. And we're probably about to start doing it again because it's that time of year. But like every night we would talk about what she could give mm-hmm. to her mom. And because I do think it is the kind of this thing that happens as you get older and older where you you get less excited generally about the gifts you're getting and more excited about the gifts you're giving. And I kind of want to start accelerate that process as much as I can. A hundred percent. And we used to do that as kids. My parents, uh, I think, would give us like everybody who got $10 or $20 and we'd go to the mall. We'd buy a gift for every other person in the family. We were older then, but we just started that this year too. And I don't know why we didn't do it earlier. I guess the kids were maybe a little too young or something, but probably not. Uh, But we're doing it now and it it does feel good to Mm -hmm. take them through the paces because it has to help with empathy. You're not only just thinking about yourself, you're thinking about like, what would this person want? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's intense. Yeah. I remember like the first ideas she had for my wife were like, we should get her a stuffed cheetah. 
Yeah. And it, you're just like, that's wrong. Yeah. I was like, that's a fucking, <laughs> I know I said there were no bad ideas, baby, but that is a garbage suggestion. No, I mean, it wasn't like she was being an asshole. She was just like, oh, I would be so excited to get this. And so it was working towards like, let's think about what mommy really likes and what's important to her. And she's gotten better and better. And like, I mean, so suggest 25 things and maybe five of them are things that my wife would like. And two of them are things that cost under a thousand dollars. Yeah. Slash aren't like, you know, an elephant. Yeah. But at the end of that, there is a gift that is from her thoughts that goes to my wife. And that's really, that's a cool fucking thing. Yeah. We just did like a couple of pairs of earrings. It's also cool for your partner to like wear those earrings. It's like, oh, these are from my kids. The only gifts that they've had up until now have been like stuff from the daycare that's like a turkey drawing with their hand. <laughs> nice. But that's going in a box until you're 35 and I'll give it back to you. At which point you will put it in the recycling bin. Yeah. Yeah. And this kind of like gets it. My daughter said it. we got one of those, we, we have like a normal advent calendar, but we also have a reverse advent calendar that's like sleeps until Christmas and it counts down mm-hmm. from whatever. Yeah. And my daughter, we got it out and we were putting up Christmas decorations and she moved it all the way to the one. She's like, I wish you were this close to Christmas because I'm so excited about presents or whatever. My wife and I were both like, oh, I don't want to skip any days between now and Christmas because those are all days when we have this tree in the house and we get to listen to this music and we get to be excited about it. There's a lot of ways to create magic. And when I think back, I would sleep on the in my brother's bedroom with him on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Every night, and like until he went to college, I would sleep on an air mattress on the floor on Christmas Eve, even after we knew, like, knew had all the facts and everything. Yeah. He was older than I was, so he'd say, like, oh, I think I see a red light in the sky. I wonder if that's Rudolph. What I love about Christmas is it does feel like there's this time when there's magic in the world. And I just don't want that to be all about the presents. <laughs> I just want to create other traditions that capture that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I was so excited about it. I I mean, even when I was in college, I was 22, I would wake up at 1 a.m. I would wake up my two younger siblings who were, <laughs> and they're just like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> That's awesome. Because we were allowed to open our stocking at that time. So it's like, yeah, there, there's something magical about it. It's like one time a year. And however you create that magic, you know, is is how you do it. I mean, just to go back to the Dutch thing, the way uh, Sinterklaas works for a week or two, you put your shoes out in front of the fireplace and you make a drawing every night and you sing songs at the fireplace and you leave a carrot out for the white horse. And Sinterklaas will come and leave two, three, four, five of these little, they're called paper nota. And they're like little cookies that are like the size of like your fingernail. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And then and then he comes on Pakyazavon. Uh, Pakyazavon. The presents night. Cool. Packages night. Yeah. Packages night on December 5th. And he knocks on the door and then there's like a, a bag of wrapped presents at your front door. Cool. So there is something magical about that. Just like whether it's Santa Claus, Santa Claus, you know, Hanukkah. With, with and the music and- too, the music. Oh man, it was funny. We were listening to some traditional Christmas song and they were singing about the manger and Jesus' birth. And we're not a particularly religious family. And my daughter, she started asking about what they were singing about. And it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, it's like time to get into religion. And I was like, you're probably going to start to hear more and more stories about Christmas. And these stories are really important to people. And some people feel they're more than stories. And like, I really, I was like, I'm fucking nailing this. And I got to the end of my answer and she was like, I have peanut butter. <laughs> she just turned me out like five minutes ago. I was like, okay, we'll tackle it later. Yeah. No, that happens to me as well. When I think I'm nailing some deep 
intense topic. Like I'm explaining war to the kids. And then my wife's like more like following the kids thread of existence. <laughs> and then they start saying peanut butter and she'll look at me like, yeah, I told you so. Yeah. Got a little long winded there, Maxie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice soliloquy, dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really funny. All right. Money. Well, look, you know, like everything we talk about, there's a million ways to do it. None of them are the right way, but I think it is weird. It's like Christmas creates all of this stress and some of it's about family and some of it's about gift giving and some of it's about money. And, and it's like, how do you get out of that? Cause really the holidays should be fucking great. They should. Whatever you got to do to dodge all that bullshit. And look, kids love presents. I try to not get too like preachy because I remember being a kid and how exciting that is. So I don't want to tell her like you're overemphasizing the presence part of this. But I think what we have just really tried to do is emphasize and create traditions that are exciting and magical in that whole month leading up to Christmas and make that what Christmas is about in a big way. A hundred percent. And I think it takes to, to give a good gift, whether it's to your partner or to a, a child, it, it takes thought. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing you're teaching your daughter about how to think about a good gift for your wife. It's like, you can do a better job for $20 than if you had 2000. Yeah. If you're actually thinking about it. It's all about that sweat equity, baby. Yeah. I mean that gallery wall, brilliant, you know, as opposed to just like, ah, quick, I got to buy something Mm -hmm. that is stressful. Yeah. Ah, shit. Yeah. I'm really busy. I only have, I only have 20 minutes. I got to buy all these gifts on Amazon. Ah, yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And then you're looking through like, deals and they're just kind of, it's all just trash you're bringing into your house. Yeah. It's like, slow down. Let's think about what my partner, what my kids are actually into, which I, I, to be honest, I never do. I never do this. Oh, apropos of nothing, gift idea for any adult. I have given this to multiple people. I actually gave it to my dad and my wife last year related to the gallery wall. Maybe this is cheese bubble. We have a digital picture frame in the middle of our house yep. that we just upload like 10 photos a week to. We are constantly cycling through the history of our family all the time. And we look at that thing 20 times amazing, a day. Amazing, amazing gift for a grandparent. Yeah. Because you tell them to just plug it in. Yeah. And then you control it. Yeah. So then you flick all your images only of your grandchildren so that they don't see any other grandchildren. <laughs> and then. <laughs> just so they remember who number one is. <laughs>